Hello and welcome back to News with Nick and this is what happened this week in aviation. First bit of news circulating the rounds is a Delta flight that got forced to turn around because a passenger suffered diarrhea on the aircraft. The Airbus A350, which was initially bound for Barcelona from Atlanta, was forced to turn around over Virginia due to a violently ill passenger on board. So bad were the conditions on the aircraft that the cabin was actually considered to be a biohazard. Apparently, the mess was so bad on the plane that it ran throughout the entire cabin. Whilst cabin crew tried doing everything they possibly could to remedy the situation, the smell of disinfectant actually worsened the odor in the aircraft. And to make matters worse, the flight was already two hours delayed out of Atlanta before returning back to its origin. So you're telling me the passenger who had the runs was running up and down the cabin? No, I think it literally just like overflowed and went. Yeah. Oh, so. Like there is video footage on Twitter of some passengers disembarking the aircraft and the left side, like the left, uh, what's it called? The left side of the aircraft? Yeah, the left side of the aircraft. Of the aisle. Left the, left, side, yeah. the left aisle. I can't talk. Starboard. The left aisle, you can see like no, brown poor. patches. Uh, it's, it's My fiance oh, messaged what? me a TikTok of the air traffic control um, like voice. And um, she said, if this ever happened to me on a flight, I would straight up never get on an aircraft ever again. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's very fair. It That would be... I mean, I feel bad. But if for she the was passenger. another passenger, or if she was the diarrhea, what did this person? Uh, I think either the diarrhea or the diary raw. The diary raw. Sorry, my mistake. It's okay. Yeah, I feel bad for the pa- imagine. Imagine how the passenger feels though. Like, surely the inflamed like, meal re- was relieved. If bad. anything, I would. La- <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And we're oh, off to a good start already. I would love it if the passenger felt no remorse. They're like, ah, oh, it happened. Whatever. Yeah, Just probably. making eye contact with the head flight attendant as <laughs> they, they are violently shitting themselves. Actually, was that supposed to be a pun, Ross? Yeah, I wonder if that was the the most gruesome, um, like. The special um, request, you know, when they press the button in the cabin, they go ding, yeah. and then uh, yeah, I wonder if the fl- poor flight attendant getting that call was like, "You are joking." Yeah, probably. They don't they don't teach you that in training, do they? <laughs> no. Now here's what you do: if someone does a diarrhea so bad that the entire cabin requests to turn the aircraft around. Yeah. Literally, man. Wow. Well, can you when you imagine a- the pilots' reactions, their first thought would have been, "Are you shitting me?" Like. Okay. No, Ross, no. Get him out now before the episode, mate. I'm, Ross, try, I'm trying. Ross, I'm getting Ross, it all out. Ross, I do the news here. You be quiet. Oh, when the A350 yeah. touched down at Atlanta, industrial grade cleaning was required to ensure the aircraft was airworthy again. According to some passengers on board, when disembarking the aircraft, some actually had to climb over seats to avoid the mess. However, uh, fortunately, after a few hours of cleaning on the ground, as well as a full scale carpet replacement, on the left aisle of the A350, passengers finally boarded a heavily delayed flight, flight DL194, and they are on their way to Barcelona. Oh, they yeah. had to replace the left side of the carpet, all of it, because it, <laughs> it ran have the way be- down. I just can't Seriously. even imagine how bad that would have been. <laughs> it was it was bad. I'll, I'll so how you. long was this person in the lavatory for? I don't know. Probably a l- that's what I mean. This would have been like. Why am I trying to imagine it for? Do you do you remember the infamous video from the JetBlue JetBlue flight where the entire cabin was 
like filming on their phones, this guy waiting for his missus to get out of the toilet so that he can like get down on one knee and propose to her. Do you remember no. that footage? No. Yeah, oh, I, I think that. I remember that. Too. Yes. Someone had cut that on Twitter, but then everyone filming and then added in like, like like colossal fart sounds and like shitting sounds from the toilet. <laughs> and so it looked like everyone was recording the toilet stall of this person doing like severe diarrhea. Hang on, wasn't there a flight in Australia? Was it in Australia where the whole cabin was throwing up and crapping themselves? Sounds like it was a Delta flight to Barcelona, to be honest. No, there was <laughs> another in, uh, incident where the, it was the whole cabin. Like the passenger was saying, oh, it was like a vomit fest. It was, to be honest. Is I'm that a first hand account? Was that when you bought it, was it? No, I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> I take it back. Oh, that's oh. a strike, Tom. Oh, sorry. All right, all right. Sorry. Can I ask, was there any compensation for the other passengers on the flight who were... Good question. There probably was, to be honest. Well, they were delayed um, eight hours, I think, in the end. So, obviously, they were delayed two hours and then they returned back. And by the time they departed Atlanta for the second time, they were eight hours delayed. So, they would have gotten compensation for being that delayed in the first place. But wow. whether they got compensation for... The events that happened on board the first time around. Who knows? Complimentary Mate. air wick, air freshness. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been all right. I would have uh, taken that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, Ryanair Group CEO Michael O'Leary, a fan favorite, has hit the spotlight again with significant criticism of an 18 page preliminary report made by Nats, British ATC, in regards to a computer failure on the 28th of August, which caused many cancellation and delays of flights in and out of the UK. They call me beloved, caring, sensitive, shy and retiring. There he is. Well, O'Leary had claimed that many sources of information within the report was wrong and did not coincide with the Eurocontrol numbers or the numbers from Ryanair themselves. According to Nats, 1,500 flights were cancelled on the Monday, while 550, 575 additional flights were delayed and that the computer system failure had no effect on UK overflights. O'Leary accuses Nats of whitewashing, claiming the number of delays and cancellations on the day far exceeded 2,000 flights, while the, cl- while the claim of having UK airspace open for overflights was irrelevant when over 2,000 flights were cancelled in a day. Yeah. Now, I was just going to ask, if someone had explosive diarrhea on Ryanair, would they still charge them to use the lavatories? Probably. Again, with... It- the thought crossed my mind. All right, this is the perfect story You're for a podcast. Yourself. So I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive you all for continually bringing out that story, even though we moved on to the next one. But yes, oh my gosh, one, I can't say I'm surprised though. It is it is a Ryan Ryanair trope in a way, isn't it? Uh, we we talking about the diarrhea? Or are we no, talking the, about, oh the ATC. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all right, how about we stop talking about diarrhea for the rest of this new segment? That is well, so ironic that you just said that. <laughs> okay, Don't interrupting me there, Ross. Serious, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> good call. Ryanair overflights. I'm so sorry, Nick. Continue. Ryanair overflights. Well, talking about Ryanair overflights, according to Nats, an incorrectly filed flight plan took down their main system and, listen to this one, their backup system as well. Oh, my god. Their main system and their I backup system got completely shut down because of this flight plan. What got, what was in that flight plan, man? I've got no Ju- idea. Julian Assange is entering the chat right now. Like. <laughs> free Assange, what? Yeah, free Assange, yeah. <laughs> According to O'Leary, he claims that Nats would explain why its backup system failed and what they're doing to introduce a 
effective backup system that actually works. Classic O'Leary. <laughs> also calling on Nats to pay all the duty of care compensation <laughs> handed out to passengers on the day because he had to pay it out of his own pocket, even though it wasn't his fault. And that is a hefty sum of money that all airlines, as I said, had to pay their customers due to cancelled or delayed flights under UK 261 compensation laws. However, as for now, the UK Civil Aviation Authority have begun conducting an independent review that will take appropriate steps should any evidence suggest that Nats breach their obligations. Far out, man. Mm. Classic O'Leary behaviour. I agree with O'Leary, though, on these sort of situations, how, like... (coughs) He always goes on about the French ATC that go on strike and you can't overfly France when that happens. Mm. And he has to pay the compensation under EU 261, even though it's not his fault. And, you know, there's no responsibility from air traffic control or governments to actually rectify the situation. So I definitely see where he's coming from. He's set up multiple petitions. You can actually sign a petition on the Ryanair website. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, no, dead set. I'm surprised you didn't see it when you booked Ryanair. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, what can I say? They do make it so simple to book a flight that it's easy to miss because I'm just already at the pay now stage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, no. It's honestly, I think I feel like Michael O'Leary believes he has the consumer's best interest at heart with all of this stuff. So, like, and, and look, 90, 90% of the time he's right. Like, yeah, it is in the consumer's best interest, What whatever it is he's fighting for. The other 10%... Is up for debate. Mm. I mean, he takes pride in the fact that he has the lowest airfares in all of Europe. So obviously, you know, yeah. That's the first thing be- that comes out of his mouth in any any inquiry, any interview, any anything that has his face on it. Dead set, man. It's, we have the lowest fares in Europe, and we're always we, we make jokes of him, but he's genuinely a really really smart guy. Yeah, and he's really really good airline executive. They got a big competitor now as well. Like Wizz Air is growing. Wizz Air and- is growing. I mean, EasyJet's. Being big. Well, yeah, true. Um, there was there was talks at one stage of uh, EasyJet and Wizzair consolidating into one. I don't know. I'm getting a JetBlue spirit vibe. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But will the uh, will the government allow it under competition rule? Well, competition yeah. Laws? Is it an EU matter or is it a like a? You know I'd, say, I mean? yeah, I'd say it's an EU matter, right? They mostly operate yeah. out of EU. Yep. Perhaps the UK have got some say in it. As yeah. well, yep. Um, like parts of Northern Africa as well, or even like the Middle East, because <coughs> Wizzair have Wizzair Abu Dhabi, etc. Right, yeah. like different subsidiaries. Yeah, right, exactly. <coughs> and um, yeah. we'll see. We'll Very see. interesting. Very interesting. Um, and finally, on better news from Mr. O'Leary's bit of a grumpy Monday, <laughs> Emirates marked one of its busiest summers. Ever <laughs> carrying over 14 million passengers, including myself and some Tudiscas, with Whoa. an average seat load factor. Tudiscas have names. Yeah, but he's mid story. He's not going to say the names until after he's finished telling us about what the story is. He could have just mentioned Ross. Yeah, we we're just going to discount the rest of your family. Sorry, yeah, Nick. I can't do that. Continue. Sorry about that, Bella. Thanks for cutting him off there, Ross. Sorry about that. Th- that was something Rose. I had to cut him off on because it was a very valid point. And sorry about that. Vince. Apologies to the Tediscas. Yes. My, I'd like to apologise. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. No, no, no. It's, I want to apologise. <laughs> well, I'll only put one in. Yeah, yeah. I want to apologise. I yeah, want to apologise. That's what I want to say to the Tediscas. Anyway, as I said... a good tag. 
Anyway, as I said, average seat load factor exceeding 80% between June and August. And in the coming months, demand remains very strong with many of the busy flights headed to destinations such as the UK, India, Germany, China and Pakistan. Dubai as a destination remained popular for travellers with 2 million passengers leaving the airport. Oh, yeah. The I feel airport. attacked. Yeah. And actually exploring Dubai over the summer months. <laughs> I saw what I needed to see. <laughs> Emirates oh. anticipates more visitors will visit Dubai in the winter months while the city has already welcomed 8.5 million international Ross, are you visitors. ever going to go to Dubai? Nah. I've, already, I've already been, mate. Uh, uh, mate, there are three people on these couches here that completely and utterly disagree with you. You have not been to Dubai. You agree. Don't look at me. What are you looking you at? Don't, don't Ross, look at me. Let, let the people from Dubai you, finish yeah. the news off. Yes. Court is in so, session. Court let is let the people who have been to Dubai finish the news off. Yes, anyway. <laughs> All right. Chris, <laughs> shut up. the increased travel demand, Emirates operated almost 50,000 flights to and from 140 cities. In addition to this, Emirates expanded operations into Montreal, added additional flights to cities such as Bangkok, Amsterdam, Bologna, and Shanghai. Brought back A380 services to Birmingham, Nice, Taipei, and Shanghai while deploying its new premium economy class cabin on flights to Singapore, Los Angeles, and Houston. Jeez. So they've almost expanded the network into America, is what you're saying, in essence. Uh, is that, is that, is that, I'm guessing that's a seasonal thing? Uh, no, no, no. It's, uh, wow. it's a full year thing. Um, yeah, yeah, there's wow. a big push back into China. As I said, Shanghai uh, got additional flights as well as an A380 back. Taipei got the A380, which is really good to see. Um, wow. Yeah, it's good to see them grow, you know. They're, it is. And, it and is. they're going back to pre-COVID capacity, yeah. which is always really good to see. Yeah, I know. agree. And um, the A380 lives another day. And, which it, lives, I and it lives closely in our hearts, right? Because, I mean, we've, we've had this discussion actually in the very first episode of Radio Runway ever about our favourite aircraft. And the A380 featured heavily in that and it will continue to feature heavily. Yeah, it's my favorite aircraft to fly on. I've yeah. said that. It's Ross's favorite aircraft to fly on. I feel is it? Or it's your it's, most, the, it's the most comfortable. It's the most comfortable. Yeah, you can't compete. Yeah. I don't know about yours. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I'm. I only say the only reason I said the A350 is just because I'm fascinated by it. Like the A380, I I will agree in every. I, I don't agree. I don't disagree with anything you've said about the A380. It's all. Yeah. Very true, and and yeah, it's yeah. an amazing aircraft. It's a fantastic uh, aircraft. Apparently, Tim Clark says it's going to be initially phased out from 2032, and will continue flying into the 2040s. So I suspect very good. I suspect Airbus might have a new engine option up their sleeve eventually. I just, I just feel like that that Emirates have made that business model work so well, and it's worked for them capacity wise on every route they've flown that why wouldn't they lobby Airbus to create a new engine option? Emirates will pretty much, I reckon, when they phase out the A380, they will go all 777-900s or 777X and A350-1000, so that will be their fleet. It's a shame. That's what I reckon. I don't think A350 we've seen the end of the double-decker. Do you reckon if Emirates was to challenge Airbus to make a new engine option for the A380, they'll do it? They've been doing that yeah. for years. Well, yeah, no, Kobe no, explains... Just, for, just from Emirates, or do they need more airlines to well, do it? Well, Kobe explains, made a video about, could there be an A380neo? And I encourage, mm. I encourage everyone who's listening to watch that video. It is a fascinating video that talks to... That he talks to an exec at Airbus in Toulouse who indicates that their research team never 
took the idea of an A380 Neo off the table. And that... Yeah, but it was very unlikely. Oh, that, like he, he, he was saying the A350-1000 was the way forward. Well, yes, that is true. I but he was, said that they were monitoring the market for indicators that would suggest that it's time to bring in a new engine option. And you never know, Emirates lobbying Airbus could be that indicator. Mm, it could be. I mean, what's good to see, though, is like so many different airlines. So Etihad, Qatar, Lufthansa are the ones that come to mind that like when COVID hit, they were like, that's it. Those A3As that we have, they're never coming back. Yeah. Qatar had to bring them back. Yeah. Etihad had brought them back. Lufthansa have announced they're going to bring back, I think, 10. Thai's got to be one of the only ones that hasn't, right? Thai and Malaysian. There's there's Thai, Malaysian, China Southern, Air France is the big one. Wait, so China Southern, because China Southern used them throughout the COVID pandemic. Yeah. And you're telling me they've, they've gone no more. Yeah. It's funny, actually, the China Southern one, when they stored it in the US... I think one of them had to be re-registered under a US yeah. registration. Yeah, oh, it's the first, the first US ever US A380. A380, yeah. Wow. Which was really, really That is really such a fun fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Air France, as I said, was a big one. Like, literally, they were desperate, though, to get rid of those 380s. They were desperate. Wow. Um, and then, obviously, airlines like Qantas bring back 10 of their 12. British Airways brought back 14 of their 14. Singapore Airlines brought back the full fleet. Um, How many does Singapore have? 18, I think. They're the second largest A380 customer. So Singapore Airlines have 18 and Emirates have 119. Oh, Jesus. The discrepancy is actually unreal. That's a lot of passengers. That is a lot of passengers. That's a lot of passengers. passengers. Well well done, Emirates. That's all I have to say. Yeah, well done, Emirates. And... um, with that, I think it's time to end the news. Thank you very much, Nick. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to hear your smooth voice. Uh, thank you very much, Tom. Thanks, you're, Nick, mate. You're too kind. Anyway, that is the end of the news for this week. Hopefully you found something very interesting or hopefully you found, hopefully you learned something new. We'll be back in a fortnight with some more juicy news stories. But until then, see you later. No, nah, I wouldn't say so. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wrong sound, mate. I'll cut, I'll cut, I'll cut. One second, one second. Yeah. <laughs>